Welcome in to a new episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along as always with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. After a week off for us and the UFC for Thanksgiving, we are back with an absolutely stacked UFC fight night. It's rare, Jordan, that we get to talk about a UFC fight night that's this good that you just told me before we started. It's better than the pay-per-view. That is better than the pay-per-view. It is 100%, especially now since Jerry Prohaska and Glover Teixeira are not fighting for the light heavyweight title. This fight card's better, and it's also in front of a live crowd. It's in Orlando. It's not at the Apex. Yeah. That's another reason why it's it's a stacked card, and I'm, yeah, I'm super amped. It was, it was, it was boring that I didn't have fights to talk about with you to watch on Saturday. I mean, yeah. holiday, you know, there was plenty of football, obviously. Yes. But this fight card's great. And I'm super amped. And it's also a later card, too. It's not like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks where these cards have been 1 o'clock in the afternoon for the no. main card. Yeah, like, they're just Eastern, ter- it's yeah. terrible. You're on Eastern time zone now, so you're going to get the, uh, you're going to get a good normal time, I guess. I love it. For, I love it. For, all right, let's get started here for UFC Fight Night. Our first fight of the main card is Eric Anders against Kyle Dacus. Eric Anders who I know, and you may know, we've talked about him before. He is your uh, middle linebacker for the Atlanta or Alabama Crimson Tide, who won the 2009 National Championship. Uh, he is plus 170 against Kyle Dawkins, who's minus 225. Uh, Anders, through his first 10 fights of his MMA career, uh, he's a kind of a contender in the 185 weight pound class, but... You know, he's kind of won some, he's lost some. He's coming off of a loss right now. Dawkins returns for the first time uh, with a uh, since a uh, a fight with Dolidze. Am I saying that right? Robin Dolidze. Dolidze, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, so he wants to get back in the win column too. So two guys that are both coming off of losses, they fight here to start this main card. Eric Anders plus 170. Dawkins is minus 225. I, I go to more on, on, on Dawkins just because I think he hasn't lived up to the expectations that, that he had coming in as, as a UFC fighter, as a mixed martial artist, because very well-rounded Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, very strong grappling. His brother also fights in the UFC in the heavyweight division. A lot of people had expectations for him, but he's been kind of overpowered. He's been overmanned, you know, by the Delizes, the Phil Haas, the you know Brendan Allens of the world, and it's been surprising that he hasn't been able to generate the success that he had. But he's very well schooled. He's a, a very tough out a, in the middleweight division, and I think he's going to cause some problems for your boy. Uh, and, you know, no pun intended on there. But, look, Eric Anders, you know, is just a freak athlete. Like, yeah. the fact that he was able to transition from being at a national power like Alabama with little to no mixed martial arts training, get to the UFC, and stay in the UFC in multiple weight classes for as long as he has. But he hasn't really been the same fighter since 2017. He's still got a athletically freakish power. Uh, he's got okay grappling, but if he gets in there with a guy that is a better grappler, somebody that's going to make him work, make those muscles work, especially at 185 where he's cutting a lot of weight, and and force him into a grappling exchange, it's not a good recipe for your boy. And I know you're angry. I see you right now. You're upset. But the, the guy that you have to play, not at minus 225, which no. he's currently at, that's way too big of a price. I do think Kyle Dacus wins the fight. I think he's just a better fighter. I'm not worried about his chin. Uh, you know, you know. Certainly, yeah, Anders has great power, but I, he hasn't knocked out a guy in quite a long time. So I gotta believe that Dacus is the play. If you need to play this specific fight, you do Dacus via decision. 
but I'm probably going to more likely put Dawkins into a parlay to get that money line down a little bit more to where I believe where I would handicap it at like a dollar seventy-five, dollar eighty. So Dawkins by decision is plus one forty. No, the reason I'm upset is just you know it's it's bittersweet. It's nice to see somebody from Alabama playing on Saturday. <laughs> Because <laughs> Alabama will not be playing in the SEC championship game because they lost to LSU earlier in the year. So, yeah, uh, plus 140 for Dawkins to win by decision, but we will stuff him into a parlay as well, and we'll get that started right there with our first fight here with Kyle Dawkins at minus 225. I like the decision uh, play or because the money line is just too rich. Uh, but I don't. if I know one thing about Alabama, guys, he's not going to go down easy. So uh, he will not go down without a fight. They lost their two games by a combined four points, and I don't think that Dawkins uh, will, will be able to, uh, to lose this fight like you said, but I think it does go to the, uh, the judges' scorecard like you said. Our next fight, another guy who a lot of people know, maybe not just me, but Tai Tuivasa is plus 165 against Sergey Pavlovich in the heavyweight division. It's getting kind of crowded there at the top of the heavyweight division, and so this is might be a, a separator fight for these two guys. Uh, Tai Tuivasa plus 165. Is there a chance that we get a shoey at the end of this since he is an underdog? I think there's always an opportunity for a shoey because Tai Tuivas is that guy. You know, he's a lumbering heavyweight that actually is an underrated athlete. He's got very good leg kicks, got a granite chin, uh, and has knockout power and has progressed as as a brawler. I'm not going to say that he's progressed as a mixed martial arts fighter because I still think the skill set's the same, but he, he's not the same guy, uh, you know, that, that that lost to Sergey Spivak a couple of, you know, fights into his UFC career. I love Tai Tuivasa. We had him uh, defeating the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, in a big upset a couple of fights ago, but I worry about the quick return uh, after the knockout loss to Cyril Gaon. That was about three to four months ago. He took a lot of damage, and he got knocked out pretty brutally in that fight. And this is a pretty quick turnaround to go up against another extremely powerful, not as technical as Sirogan, just an overall awesome presence uh, in Sergey uh, Pavlovic, who's now won four fights in a row, all of them via knockout. He just most recently decapitated Derek Lewis in 55 seconds uh, the last time that we saw him. Um, but... I think of any fight, like the fight against Cyril Gaon for Tai Tuivasa was a bad matchup because uh, because Gaon is extremely athletic. You know, he's got a black belt, Mm -hmm. and also he's very technical. Pavlovich is going to walk to the center of the octagon and and, and say in in a, you know, dreaded Russian accent, you know, meet me in the center. And, you know, Tai Tuivasa is going to oblige. Like, that's what he's going to do. So, look. Uh, the, the only the only worry I have, like I mentioned, is is the quick turnaround in, in, in three to four months for Taito Ivasa. But this mm-hmm. is a fight that he could win. Pavlovich doesn't rely on wrestling and, and, and grappling, which Tuivasa has struggled with before. He l- looks to knock some people out. And he's definitely on a meteoric rise ever since his UFC debut loss to Alvester Overeem, which he bit off more than he can chew. Now it's a situation where he, he's a big heavyweight with knockout power, but I think that that is an opportunity for Tai Tuivasa to get back on track. A lot of people don't realize, again, how athletic he is. They look at his body like, this guy drinks beer. He's not going to be anything intimidating. But he still has a granite chin. He's got leg kicks that we've seen cause Plavovich issues before in the Alistair Overeem fight. And Tai Tuivasa is not going to be intimidated like, you know, some of these other guys, you know, have been against Plavovich. So I think small play on on Tai Tuivasa – under one and a half for sure. You have to look at it. It's it, it's in play with both of these guys. It's they're, pricey, they're, they're yeah, it is. It, it would be. I mean, look, 
14 or of the 17 fights that Pavlovich has had, 14 have, have not gone to the judges' scorecards. 13 knockouts uh, for this guy in his 16 wins. So yeah, it's a bit a little bit pricey, but I still think it's there's value there because it's the likelihood that that, that we're going to see that scenario mm-hmm. play out. Well, if you look at the method of victory, Vegas is telling you that Pavlovic will win by knockout. It's minus 135, which is one of the higher totals that we see or higher uh, money lines that we see for a fight. That under one and a half is minus 215, uh, like you said there. So if we're going to go with just the under, we can add that to our parlay as well. We can add the under uh, under 215 or under one and a half at minus 215 uh, along with Kyle Dawkins because if that's the play, a little too pricey for some people at minus 215 you know you gotta to, to bet 215 dollars just to win a hundred dollars yeah I, t- I totally get that i totally get that so i think maybe you got to get a little bit more creative with it and i'm looking yeah. also at, at, at FanDuel odds right right now currently as we're recording this on on wednesday you know pavlovich to win in round two has it has a very nice Ooh, okay. uh, value there so okay. maybe you think the taitu vas is able to feel it out a little bit and last that that first round uh but taitu vasa you know winning in in, in the first round also has an extreme amount of value. So, yeah, I get Why it. Why can't I gamble on him doing a shoey? You definitely should be able to. I'll like take what? money. I'll take You'll money. Take you're, money not gonna, you're not going to get great odds on it because he's going to do a, it. A, I like, well, I like him to win. And if he okay. wins, live crowd. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. okay, well, why don't we set this? Like, the, the line shouldn't be if he does a shoey because I believe he's going to win the fight. I'm going to put money on Ooh. the fact that he's going to win the Plus fight. Plus 185, the dog. I love it. Okay, but here's the thing it's a live crowd. So, I'll, I'll set the line at two and a half. Oh, like, I mean, two and a half shoeys. Oh, two and a half shoeys? Like, yeah. as he's walking, walking out, back, multiple shoeys? Because he's going to do one immediately if he wins. inside the game, And then he's going to walk down with a live crowd. He's definitely going to do two more. Now, here's what I want to know, right? In hockey, you get a hat trick. People throw hats onto the ice, right? If Tuivasa wins, are people bringing shoes with them? Because you're not going to throw your own shoe. What, are you going to walk around without a shoe? <laughs> You have to bring. Who was the villain in Austin Powers? Yeah, honestly, who throws, throws a shoe? shoe? Is it Odd Job? I think it was. It odd was job. Odd Job, but yeah. it wasn't Odd Job. It was Random Task. Yes, Random Task. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, who throws a shoe? So, are, will people bring their own shoes or like an extra pair? Like you, you go to fight with a buddy, right? Hey, let's go to wherever Target. Let's buy the cheapest pair of shoes we can find, and we'll each take one and we'll each throw it into the ring. If Tuivasa wins, he's grabbing shoes. He's taking shoeies in the ring. Like I feel like this is a thing. I, I look. I, I like where your head's at, and I love how creative you are. I think the people that want him to drink shoeies are people that are going to take off their own That's shoe and, just, and hand it to them. That's disgusting. First of all, I got to walk around with a wet shoe the whole rest of the night. That's gross. If there's, you if you, could, if you go back and tell your one, six two, buddies, hey, that was me that gave Ty Tuivasa hit my shoe. There's four more fights on this card. I got to have a wet shoe for four more fights if I get my shoe back yeah no thank you all right so tuivasa on the money line at plus 165 and then under two and a half we'll stuff that in or under one and a half we'll put that into a parlay our next fight matthias nicolau against matt schnell matt schnell a very heavy favorite not the heaviest of the night though but our heavy favorite at minus 400 against uh matthias uh, nicolau at plus 285 this is a, a fight that i I mean, people think it's going to be done very quickly because Matt Schnell has knocked out, has gone uh, knock on the distance in a lot of his fights. No, he d- Danger Schnell um, definitely is a, is a guy that doesn't like to see the judges' scorecards because he's got very, very slick submissions. He has knockout power, but he has an extremely soft chin, and he gets caught up in firefights a heck of a lot. Uh, that's what he's going to have to bring uh, Nicolau into. You know, Nicolau is a very technical striker. 
He's got some very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, but Matt, Matt Schnell is going to be able to kind of, I believe, dictate where this fight goes. And he's going to probably try and force Nicolau into uh, a firefight and, and get things, you know, get, get kind of crazy. I don't understand the money line and the belief in, in, in Matt Schnell. I mean, maybe it has to do with the miraculous comeback that he had. I mean, he lost the fight, uh, you know, previous out, but then had a miraculous comeback and, and, and won it. But if, if, he, if he doesn't have that, like, you could argue that he would be on a five-fight losing streak, albeit one of those wins, you'd turn it over from a win-loss to a split decision. But... Um, I think that this fight, certainly you have to look at playing the under because of Matt Schnell. So fly lights, under two and a half, how much danger, no pun intended there, that Matt Schnell puts himself into uh, is certainly what I'm going to look at. And I think we could get some value on it, even because Nicolau is not really a finisher. He's more of a, of a guy that's going to, Under you know, two and a half is minus 105. And I misspoke. Nicolau is the favorite at minus 400. Matt okay, Schnell, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I misspoke. Okay. I was re- yeah, I'm re- reading what I wrote down wrong. I misspoke. Nicolau is the heavy favorite at minus four hundred. That's, that's too. That's too. That's too much value to put yeah. on uh, Nicolau. I mean, look, he's a, he's a very good fighter. Under two and a half is minus one hundred five, so that's not bad. I think that's the direction I'm going to take. Uh, that's the direction I'm going to take because uh, I st- I do believe we'll we'll get a finish. Mashnell is just going to have to like hunt for that finish to get the victory. Nicolau is going to look to pace himself, outstrike, you know, be at distance, utilize his Muay Thai, utilize his kickboxing. Matt Schnell's not going to want to have any of it, and he's going to look to, to put this into a firefight, which is why I think the under at two and a half uh, and Nicolau in my parlay with Dawkins most likely is my suggestions for this fight. Right, but fun will, fight nonetheless. I mean, yeah. th- these guys are going to throw down. We will add Nicolau into that parlay. It's getting pretty big right now. I like this parlay. Uh, our next fight, Brian Barberena against Rafael Dos Anjos. You've got two welterweight fights to end this card uh, this weekend on Saturday. Rafael Dos Anjos was the heavy favorite that I mentioned. Minus 620 for this fight. Brian Barberena plus 400. Uh, so, you know, like Bam Bam has got consecutive victories over Darian Weeks, Matt Brown, Robbie Lawler. And so he is a contender now in that 170-pound welterweight class, but Dos Anjos has been on a tear of late as well, and he's minus 620, a heavy favorite. Here's the question you have to ask. Have the have the wheels fallen off of RDA? I mean, mm-hmm. RDA is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a former champion. Uh, he had been looking great his prior two fights, Anato Moicano, he just, you know, ragdolled him. Moicano took that fight on short notice. It was a catchweight fight. Um, and then Paul Felder prior to that. Then the loss to Vaziv. And I had RDA winning that fight against Rafael Vaziv. But Vaziv is, is another big-time contender. He's going to have a huge fight at lightweight his next time out. And after getting, you know, badgered for four rounds, uh, he loses and gets knocked out in the fifth round. Are we seeing finally a guy that's been in wars, absolute wars, finally, you know, and it's now going to be a matchup against Bam Bam, mm-hmm. a guy that, look, RDA is better than every way you look at it. It's minus 620. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why. But, like. You got 620 bucks Brian, and put it to Brian, 100 down? <laughs> Brian Barbarina just keeps coming. Mm-hmm. He just keeps coming after you. Mm-hmm. Like Rocky with Apollo Creed. He just kept coming. Mm-hmm. Kept coming after you. And Brian Barbarina is going to do that. Like, he should have lost the fight to Matt Brown. But because he won the final 30 seconds of that fight, he won the fight. Robbie Lower is kind of a shell of himself. We'll talk about that next week on the podcast with this matchup against Santiago Ponzinibbio on the, on the pay-per-view. But 
Brian Barberena like was knocked out twice in that fight and just kept coming. So Brian Barberena susceptible to cardio. He's susceptible to, to to takedowns and obviously you know RDA Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt a whiz on the ground. He just keeps coming. So we talked about the last time we were on the air together podcast. We talked about sprinkles. Now I thought we were sprinkling Ooh. like I thought we were sprinkling some salt, some pepper, some some garlic. You you thought we were talking? No, we're going to the we're ice, going cream. ice cream. We're going ice cream. We're, we're sprinkling sprinkles so, here. Come on. So yes, a little bit of rainbow sprinkle on Brian Barberino. Oh, okay, got, I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, at the, four to one. At four to one, and the price on RDA way too much. Um, I won't be surprised if RDA just just dominates three rounds for decision, but mm-hmm. a little bit of sprinkle here because Brian Barberina just keeps on coming. And I'm of the belief that now RDA, 46 fights into his mixed martial arts career, these wheels might be finally coming off. All right. All right. So we will sprinkle a little bit on the dog at 4-1. to one. I like that. That is good. Now, there was, before we get to our main event, there was a late fight added to this card, and it is Jack Hermanson against Roman uh, Dolize, who we did talk about a little bit earlier on. What do you think of this fight, of this late add here to this card, to this main card? Quick turnaround for Roman Dolize. He knocked out Phil Hawes two weeks ago. We had Phil Hawes in that fight. Dolize looked great. Uh, he's looked very good since making the decision to go down to 185 pounds. Jack Hermanson was preparing for Derek Brunson, which means that he was preparing for uh, a wrestling contest. But Jack Hermanson is like a staple of the 185-pound division. Very well-rounded fighter, very good jab, good takedowns when he wants to hunt for them. I think because Roman Deleuze is taking this fight on short notice, even though he took little to no damage in that Phil Haas fight, I'll I'll take Jack Hermanson to win that fight. He's 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 definitely uh, been been somebody I played a lot before. Uh, I he, we had him over Chris Curtis a couple of uh, his last fight, which was a co-main event, I believe. He cashed. Uh, we'll take Jack Hermanson, the Joker, in that fight, straight up right. money line to win. All right, he's minus one ninety to win that fight, and then finally our main event: Stephen Thompson against Kevin. Holland here, and this is a uh, welterweight fight. And then the last time we saw Stephen Thompson, he lost to our guy, Bilal Muhammad, in a unanimous decision uh, on the final fight card of last year in December. So now you've got these two fighting here. You've got Stephen Thompson's plus 118, Kevin Holland's minus 150. Actually, according to the odds here, the best fight of the night is the main event. It is the closest odds of all the fights that we've talked about so far. Uh, what do you think of this one, of this main event of this UFC fight night? And remember, the last time we saw Kevin Holland was he was apparently paid handsomely to go in there and get yeah. ragged out for 57 seconds against right. Hamza Shemaev. Yeah. Uh, favorable matchup for Kevin Holland. He will not have to worry about wrestling. I mean, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who, by the way, I don't know how you're going to handicap this or not. We just found out Jack Black is going to walk him out. And ja- probably like, Jack like, Bl- the Jack Black. Like Jack Black? Like, like Tenacious D? Tenacious Jack D, because he's going to oh, sing Wonderboy. Is he going to sing Wonderboy? How, how does he not? Okay. He walks out to Wonderboy every time. So that might have to change the handicap, and we do here, because that's a significant okay. fact. Because, you know, entrances mean a lot. The song and you let you let I mean, walk. I know that album cover to cover. That first album, that yeah. first Tenacious D mm-hmm. album, that was prime Good high school Abdallah. Like, that was prime weed smoking Abdallah. Like, yeah. I I was I was front row for a Tenacious D concert when they played the Aragon one year. It was awesome. And, yes, that, yes, all my money on Stephen Thompson. <laughs> okay, there you all go. All my money on Wonder So Boy. here's what I'll say. Only if he sings, only if he's singing Wonder Boy, though. If Jack Black's just out there playing the saxophone, walking him out, then no. No bet. If he's actually singing Wonder Boy, what I'm, if he's singing along to it? Because he, because Wonder Boy is obviously going to walk out to Wonder Boy every he does every single time. 
It, well, what do, you, what do you got Jack Black for if you're not going to walk out with him? Like, if he's not going to sing it, he's got a microphone. The man's a performer. Yeah. It's not like he's going to get stage fright at a UFC event. No offense to the UFC events, but he's performed in front of larger crowds, I would imagine. He's a movie star. He better sing. Otherwise, I'm going with Kevin Holland. Okay. Okay. It's a favorable matchup for Kevin Holland. He's not <laughs> going to have to worry about wrestling. I'm likely... I mean, initially, I, I like Kevin Holland. I just don't think Wonder Boy's the same. He's 39 now. The striking, the, the speed, it's just it's just not there. He's been in five-round fights. Kevin Holland, you know, very athletic, very good striker. Uh, you know, he's been improving a little bit from his wrestling, but it won't matter because Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has some of the best takedown defense we've ever seen. I just wonder again, you know, What's Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Kind of like RDA. What's Stephen Wonderboy Thompson are we seeing now that he's 39? He he, you know, he looked good and wins over Vicente Luque and Jeff Neal, but he had losses to Bilal Muhammad. He had losses to, to Gilbert Burns. And now he's, you know, again, taking on another guy in Kevin Holland. It's one of the best, I believe, all around from an athletic standpoint. I'm going to probably bet this fight live because I'm going to see who's dictating how this fight goes. Is it going to be a kickbox, straight-up kickboxing match where, where distance is, me- is measured then it's Wonderboy. Wonderboy's going to pick Kevin Holland apart. But if Kevin Holland's going to dirty it up, maybe mix in some wrestling, mix up some, uh, some, some dirty boxing, then the fight is Kevin Holland's to lose. Yeah, and I think this is also a good uh, timing for this pay-per-view also because I don't think that Big Ten Championship game is going to be very good. Uh, same with the SEC Championship game. Probably not going to be very good. Uh, the, the best college football game of the day is at 11 a.m., so after that game, you can start watching this UFC. If you have ESPN+, Plus, you can watch this on, e- on uh, ESPN+, Plus right there. So, to wrap up real quick, our parlay is Kyle Dawkins minus 115, the under in Tai Tuivasa and Pavlovich at minus 215, uh, Mateus Nikolaou at minus 380, and then Jack Hermanson at minus 190. That pays plus 313. So bet 100, win 313. Bet 10, win $31.30. However you want to do it. Uh, and then our, our picks here, uh, Dawkins by decision, if you want, at plus 140. Tai Tuivasa, uh, straight up at plus 185, plus the under at uh, 1.5 at minus 215. Uh, Schnell, under 2.5 at minus 105. A little sprinkle on Brian Barberena at plus 400. Uh, Hermanson, minus 190. And then Holland live, most likely depending on how the fight goes. I'm going with Stephen Thompson if Jack Black sings Wonder Boy on his way That's an out. appropriate way to handicap it. I mean, I mean it'll look, be pretty cool. Look, you, you are the handicapper at Fat Jack Sports. You can go to fatjacksports.com and sign up, get all of Jordan's picks there. But if you want Abdallah's picks, based on completely arbitrary things that don't have anything to do with what goes on in inside the ring, that's what you come here for. Right. And I'm going to go with Stephen Thompson if and only if he's singing, Jack Black is singing Wonder Boy. And absolutely, uh, Eric Anders, because he played for Alabama, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm probably not going to bet him because he's probably going to get his ass kicked. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see how the day goes. We'll see how the day goes. Real quick. UFC 282 is in a week. You've got Jan Blahowitz against uh, Magomed Ankalev. So that, that's your main event after the main event was n- unscheduled, canceled. I don't know what the wording is they're using for this. It, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of bullshit. They, they put Glover Teixeira into a corner, and uh, you know it was kind of unfair to, to do what they did to him. But, yeah, uh, they're gonna be a, there's going to be a new light heavyweight champion of the world. Jan Bohovic or Magomed Ankalaev. And then uh, the real main event is when Patty Pimblett takes on Jared uh, Flash Gordon, who I believe isn't Jared Gordon in Bilal Muhammad's camp. Yes. Doesn't he trade? Okay, so now I'm torn. Now I don't know what to do. I've got a week to figure this out. 
I'm telling you, of Patty. what to do. Patty. No, Patty's minus 200. Yeah, like, like Gordon didn't look great. Minus 184 on FanDuel oh, okay. right now. I'm just looking at the ESPN because uh, just the, the roster of fights here coming up for this uh, pay-per-view here. Did you see the video of Patty uh, apologizing to his neighbor for his dog taking a crap on their lawn? No, <laughs> that no. That's great. There's like a ring video where... You know, Patty goes up. He's like, hey, do you have anything to, to clean this up? My dog just took a shit on your lawn. I'm sorry, I, man. I need, to, I need to clean it up. Can you Do you have anything? That's awesome. And then she's like, are you Patty the Batty? I'm like, yes, that's he's me. Like, was he fat Patty or was he trained no, Patty? Because he's, 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 he's trained he's Patty. next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah okay. That's now. one of the most amazing things to me is that the dude can literally put on like 30 pounds and then just lose it like that. Like yeah, it's nothing. It's crazy. It's nuts. And jo- Jared Gordon didn't look great the last time he was out there. So this is a great matchup for yeah. Patty to be. And it's a main event at a paper or not a main event, but it's a co-main event. It's a main, yeah, it's a co-main event. It's on the main card at a pay-per-view. Like this is finally going to be his coming out party, I guess, if it wasn't before, because he was on undercards and stuff like that before. Uh, so anything else that jumps out at you from this pay-per-view real quick before we break it down more in depth next week? I think Chris Curtis is worth a look. Currently as a slight dog uh, on the undercard against Joaquin Buckley. I think he's going to look to bounce back against that matchup I said against uh, Jack Hermanson. Uh, I think Jazirio Rosenstruck causes problems for Chris Dacus. Dawkins, we've seen now, has a shaky chin. He got knocked out by Derek Lewis and maybe a small play on Rosenstruck. But this is just early uh, early looks. Real quick, I want to go back. Free play, Clay Carpenter Guida over Scott Holtzman. Guida is an underdog and nothing to do with his Illinois allegiances. I mean, he's a Cubs fan. I'm a Sox fan. So, obviously, you know where I would go there. Wait. Um, but most importantly, he's a live dog right now. That The style of wrestling, he's still got it at 38, 39 years of age. I like Clay Carpenter Guida. <laughs> Hold on. That <laughs> Hold on. There's a lot to lot to digest there. Hold on. Clay Guida is still fighting? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That takes me back. I have a story off the air for you. <laughs> I know the story, actually. <laughs> We've talked about this story off the air about Clay the Carpenter Guida. Clay Guida is a, uh, is a longtime guy, <laughs> friend, friend of the program. <laughs> actually, friend of a friend of the program. Friend of a friend of a program. Uh, so, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, Clay Guida. All right. Live dog as a, uh, as, as a you put on buddies from Illinois. Mm-hmm. He still lives here, right? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Why not? I did not. I didn't even see. see that's I, how deep this card is. I didn't even scroll through the names because I was like, I, there's no way that that's like that's Clay Guida. Yeah, Clay Guida. Wow. Okay. Amanda right. Hebas is on this card against Tracy Cortez. Man, this is a really good Go card. Go listen to Amanda he, uh, Amanda Hebas interview and just not fall in love with her voice. Okay. I will do that. Okay. All right. Hopefully you've fallen in love with our voices. And uh, if you did, follow us on Twitter. Follow Jordan at Wood on ESPN 1000. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We will be back next week. Oh, make sure you get all of Jordan's picks at Fat Jack Sports. There's tons of NFL, college football's wrapping up, the NBA, uh, college picks every single day. Uh, so make sure you sign up there. And then also follow us on Twitter. And uh, shower Jordan with praises when all of these bets win. Don't bother him if they lose. (laughs) And uh, we'll be here next week to preview UFC 282 right here on the Unnamed MMA Podcast.